Hi guys, welcome back. I know it's been a couple weeks since we've put out an episode, but we are back and we're super excited. Um, if you're new to the show, I'm Alexis here with Katie and um, yeah, we're just going to dive right in. So obviously we all just celebrated Easter and we celebrated just the resurrection of Jesus and as our savior. And I was kind of just thinking about end times and Jesus' second coming and how as Christians we need to be prepared for his second coming. And with all of the political craziness going on and the world just seems like it's upside down and it's sometimes mm-hmm. discouraging and sometimes hard to face, you know, the reality that without Christ, like we are literally so depraved and we are so sinful. And if you just look around, you can see that really um, in the world today. But I wanted to just remind people that in the end, God wins and that his plan will always play out and that we don't have to fear the future. We don't have to fear the end um, because as Christians, we know that we get to live in eternity with the Lord. So really on this show, we just want to touch on just end times, um, politics, and like what is our purpose here on earth? Um, Because it's like if God's returning or if Christ is returning, then like why should I even, you know, care about what's going on here? But we should as Christians, we should work diligently for the Lord until his return because we don't know when he's coming back. No one can time it. You know, obviously there's signs and things like that, but no one knows the day or the hour that Christ will return. And he talks about that in the Bible, even though, you know, people for forever have been like, oh, like, you know, God's going to come this date or this date. You know, people try to predict. I Maybe mm-hmm. it's a fun thing that people try to do, but we can't predict the future. We cannot predict when the Lord is going to return, but we need to understand that with his second coming comes that judgment day, the war, the pain for our sins. And I think as non-believers or as people who are non-believers, this is a scary day. It is scary to think Mm -hmm. about the world ending. And I think a lot of people try to avoid that reality or even the topic of death. I know for a lot of people is very difficult as well, because there's this unsureness of what is going to happen to me when I die. But as Christians, we are so fortunate that we know what happens when we, when we leave this earth, we, we don't have to fear because we literally just celebrated Jesus conquering sin and the grave and death. And we have no, there's no fear in that. Um, so I just wanted to jump in to like, how can Christians prepare for Christ's return? Um, and I think it's a really important thing to think about and to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think a lot of times we get overwhelmed with like thinking about the end of the end of times and, um, you know, Christ coming back. And like, there's a lot of, I think, excitement and like, like you said, like digging into exactly when it's going to be and we get caught up in the specifics of like how it's going to happen or, you know, there's debates on like exactly what the series of events is going to look like and everything. But I think a lot of times that can be a distraction from actually like living our day-to-day purpose. And in the word, it talks about the brevity of life just so much. And so I think rooting ourselves in the truth of, okay, what is my purpose as a Christian, as opposed to getting distracted we're mm-hmm. so easily distracted. And I even find myself day to day just praying to God, like, please help me not lose sight of what's important because the temptation yeah. is either to get distracted by the worldly things like our jobs and, and money and beauty and fame and, you know, those things that yeah. our society places on such a high pedestal, really modern day items. 
um, either get distracted by that and see our purpose and our worth in that, or even like get distracted by division in the church and mm-hmm. the end times debate and how it's going to happen. And um, kind of taking a step back recently, I've been really observing like, man, a lot of times as Christians, we focus so much on what we do. Uh, what we differ on in terms of like mm-hmm. different denominations or, um, right. you know, exactly how we see, let's say, you know, a hot button issue, women's roles in the church and that sort of thing. <laughs> like we yeah. get so excited um, about specifics and, and it, are those things important? Yes. Like, should we talk about them? Yes. But like, are we getting so caught up in division and in specifics on exactly where we disagree and like arguing over it? Are we more divided as a body of Christ than the world? Mm. Are we actually coming together and preaching the gospel rooted in the truth? Um, Because when you look at at the majority of the denominations or kind of what we, or a lot of denominations, evangelicals, you know, Protestants, what do we share in common? We're saved mm-hmm. by grace through faith, and our lives are rooted in that truth that Jesus conquered death and he paid the price that on the cross that we all, the death that we all deserve. And so, okay, how can we rally ourselves around the truth of the gospel? And what does that actually say about our purpose in this life as opposed to getting distracted by all these like arguments and the specifics and all these things, are we losing sight of the war that we're in and and like keeping our eyes on Jesus and focused on Jesus? Like that is truly what we need to be doing as Christians. And um, so I think understanding like the end times, that's not a a bad thing at all. Eschatology is a term. I think so. (laughs) Study of the end times, like there's nothing wrong inherently with that, but like, I think we can get, distracted and obsessed with these small details right. and lose like actually where is God calling us to be mm-hmm. the hands and feet of Jesus in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it is, it's so easy to get caught up on like the little details. And, you know, I was kind of just thinking about ways that, yes, we need to be prepared for Christ's return. We need to understand that like the second coming is a big deal because the first was, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus coming as a meek servant to the world. And the second coming is him coming as a conquering king. And so really for non-believers, that is like uh, something to not necessarily fear, if, uh, fear if you don't understand it, but fear in the sense of like, yeah. I need to make sure my life is in line with Christ so I can be guaranteed to live um, with Christ for eternity. And I think the biggest thing like in our lives as believers is like just being consistent and steadfast in your relationship with the Lord so he can use you as he sees fit. And it's funny because I was listening to um, a podcast about end times and it is so interesting to me. Like I think, yes, that we can get a little bit too obsessed with it as Christians or like, you know, debating like differences or how like revelations is, is interpreted or whatever. But I think like the biggest thing that I was kind of like laughing at is when they were talking about um, revelations and everyone like disagreeing, like, oh, we're in end times now, or this is like the birthing pains. But I think after Christ came the first time, like we've been living in end times because 
Christ already came. He did his first, you know, his first coming. He already did that. So any time, like we're technically in end time. So people always fight about, you know, this is like the early signs or this is this or, you know, whatever. And scripture like does give some indications about, you know, the things that are going to go on. But the biggest thing is like, be steadfast in your relationship with the Lord, live out his truth and share the gospel with others. Because the biggest thing is like when the end times comes and if we didn't share the gospel, like, I feel like, I don't know if I'll like remember that I didn't do certain things, but I feel like I would feel like guilty, like, dang, like I knew that this was coming and this was happening and I didn't share with the world that like either you get to live with Christ um, in heaven for eternity, or you're going to live in hell for eternity. Like there's only one way or the other that it's going to go. And so I think that's the thing and, and know the Bible study and learn the Bible, know the truth that God has for us. So you can stand firm in that truth and, and you can understand, you know, what is going on in the world. And for me, I try not to get too caught up in politics, but I, I do love politics. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, like it's very interesting to me, like politics is like, it's like, I don't know. It's just watching like reality TV, like play out. It's just insane. But I try to remind myself that it's not political parties that are in combat with one another. It's good versus evil. It's God versus the devil. And so I try to be, you know, I try to remind myself of that. And like, you know, in, in, um, second Timothy three, one through five, I was just reading and, you know, I, I really do believe like we've been in the end time since Jesus came the first time. And, um, but in second Timothy, it says there will, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And I'm like, we've definitely been in the like the end times for a very long time, even after Christ's coming, like the church was born, all these things. And, and, you know, we still gravitate back towards this just self-pleasuring self, like everything is about us. And, you know, the Bible written thousands of years ago, like nailed it with, you know, how people are going to be because people don't really change that much. And, and God knows the things that we're going to struggle with throughout you know, time. So, um, I thought that was just like really interesting. Cause I'm like, Oh, totally. Like, you know, and I'm sure they saw this back in the day too. So we're definitely in end times, but, um, when the Lord decides to come, that is on his perfect timing. So just be ready. Right. right. <laughs> Knowing that, okay, he hasn't come back yet. It could be any second. It could be any day, but if he has not returned, that means that there is still more work to be done. And right. as believers, we are a part of that work. And so it's not my work. It's not your work. It's God's work through us. And so rerouting ourselves in the truth of like, okay, my purpose as a Christian is to bring others into the kingdom of God and to look to eternity, not to just my present circumstances. And that right. is so difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Especially with how much distraction we just have with like technology and the right. go, go, go um, world that we have. I mean, I was actually just, my husband, Jake, just went on a mission trip to Spain. And one thing that he said when he came back into the United States, he he's traveled all around the world and um, has been just kind of a, a, I guess you could say like just 
adventurous person all of his life. And so that's taken him all kinds of different places throughout his years. Um, and more recently, not quite as much since we got married just one year ago, but he had an opportunity to go to Spain on a mission trip. And he said the biggest thing that he noticed when he arrived back in the United States was the pace and the anxiousness and the rushed uh, sort of speed of things and just everyone's focused you know, on the, on the freeway, like everyone's in a rush and everyone's tailing each other. And then he said, even in the restaurant, like just the anxiousness and this buzz and this like constant, um, feeling of like, just, you know, distraction and stimulation and all this stuff. And he said it was just, it was different in Spain. Now, of course, every single country has their challenges, but I think especially Americans, I mean, the majority of people listening to this are probably Americans or, um, you know, American you know, most, most people probably in the continental United States are listening to this. Um, but it can be so easy to get caught up in just that rushed, um, selfish focus where all we see are, is just like what's right in front of us. And so like you said, making sure that you're taking time to study the word and remind yourself of what is, what is important and what is true. And even just, I mean, it doesn't have to be like some, complicated Bible study, even just opening up the word and, and looking at like today, I just read through Ephesians and, um, I was, I was reading through it and I was like, man, cause I was thinking about the topic that we're, that we're going to podcast about today. And I was thinking there are so many scriptures just from this one mm-hmm. small book of the Bible that apply to what we're saying. And so just reminding yourself of the truth of God's word and scripture and then that can impact how we go about our day-to-day walk. And so, for example, today um, I just was I was meditating on on Ephesians, and I love these verses. This is Ephesians four thirty through thirty two, and it says, "And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you." And even just that verse that speaks to everything that we're talking about right now, and in that. Christ has redeemed us. And so from that place of redemption, like how are we, how are we called to be as Christians and um, being humble and exemplifying the fruit of the spirit and putting away division and malice and slander and all of these different things. And just like that reminder in itself can be so powerful in, okay, my day-to-day walk, am I truly living by the spirit and the fruit of the spirit or am I living by my fleshly desires, which cause rushing and division and selfishness and, um, and, you know, idolization of whatever it is that the culture says is important, mm-hmm. um, truly living by the, the, tr- by God's word and the truth, or am I tending to fall into that American you know, <laughs> pace of life that yeah. is, is not, um, in general, going to be honoring to God if we are falling to the pressures of uh, culture or social media or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. No, definitely. And I think, you know, as you were talking about that and like the rush and the pace of like Americans and um, our, our really, I think, our, like our greed and our need to feel fulfilled by 
you know, maybe our occupation or our money or our relationship or whatever it is. And it was funny because I was having a conversation the other day with, um, uh, with, um, uh, sorry, I can't describe him, but he basically, he, he coaches at our gym, but it's his own section. Anyway, coach game. And so we were talking about, um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not our employee. He works. We all work together. Anyway. So, um, he, oh, we we're talking about like, as you get older and how you enjoy like a slower paced life. And I was like, yeah, like as women, I think, you know, as we get older, we start realizing, wow, I do want a family. and I do want to settle down. And I do want to raise children and like all these things. But I think in today's society really tells us like, no, like this is not like th- this won't make you happy. Like money will make you happier. This that. And like that fast paced life is so easy to get caught up on because we are told like, these are the things that are going to make us happy. And I'm not saying that those things are wrong, but like, as I've gotten older, I've really realized like, wow, I want to raise children and I want to raise strong believers who can go out and spread the gospel and these things. And like, and I started kind of just thinking about like, what's really important in life. And, you know, for me, it's God, family and country. Like those are the things that are important to me. And, you know, it's shifted and changed so much. And as I've gotten older, but I've realized like the fast paced life is not what, like, it's not what I thought it was. And it's not what I actually want. And and I have to reroute my mind to understand like what calling does God have for me and what purpose does he have for me in this life? And it's to witness to the people that are around me. Like it's, it's so simple and it's not, it's not like this whole complicated thing. It's like live out God's truth, honor Christ in the work that he has given me, share the gospel with people that are around me, you know, serve mm-hmm. one another, be a part of the body of Christ, be a part of a church, be active in your church. And like, these are like the simplest things that actually are what gives us true fulfillment in this life. And God lines that out in the Bible because he already knew what we needed when we thought like, oh no, it's money. It's this, it's that, it's what, it's not those things. And so I love that. Like when Jake was over there in Spain, he got to see like this more like slowed down pace of life. And I will say Europeans are very good at that. Like they really enjoy like their family time and they're not like rush, rush, rush. And work isn't their life. Like, you know, they work so they can live, but they don't like live to work, you know? And so I think that's always really cool. Um, just to see that difference there. But really, I think that everyone, obviously everyone has a purpose in life. And I I think sometimes people just tie their purpose to their occupation so often or their relationship status or whatever it is. And it's like, no, we need to be tying our purpose to what the Lord lays out in the Bible. And that's love one another, honor him, serve one another, and just like spread the gospel. And it can be as simple as that of like understanding what your purpose is in this life. And it doesn't have to be this like really complicated thing. And I think sometimes even for moms, it's like raise really strong Christians and, and fathers too. Um, you know, I was like, that is a truly beautiful purpose. I don't think that there's anything more beautiful than like raising a family who loves and honors Christ. Like I, I truly don't now, like, and I didn't appreciate that when I was younger. Like I definitely didn't. Right. Not in my twenties. If you asked me that, I would be like, nah, I just want to be like, you know, I want to be really wealthy or whatever it was. So yeah. yeah. Or I want to have the best body in the world. That would probably yeah. would have been what I said, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, really how fulfilling is that? Because when I yeah. think back to like, even just from a personal perspective of like, what has truly mattered in my life, um, my highest athletic achievement wouldn't be on the yeah. top 10 list. 
like the most impactful things of my life. And so even just reflecting on that and sharing with other people, like, okay, it's not bad to have physique goals. It's not bad to want to compete or like be great at what you're doing. Cause that is honoring to God when you um, are working unto the Lord in whatever your hand, you know, whatever you find your hand doing, whether it be your athletics or your job, like working hard is honoring to God. And we recently just had a podcast on that. Um, but is my identity being placed in that? And yeah. am I truly looking to that to fulfill me? Because it never will. I mean, yeah. even thinking about like a physique and um, like a body composition. And that was something that I struggled with for so many years. And the, there has been tremendous freedom from finding a rhythm or routine and breaking free from a lot of these chains of, of yeah. binging and and all these different things, which, you know, has praise God, like that's been such an amazing opportunity for me to help others and also yeah. share the gospel. With that. But like that physique that I achieved, it wasn't, it's nothing compared to seeing someone come to Christ or, yeah. um, you know, having a godly marriage or, you know, seeing my nephews, um, you know, honor God or, or love God or pray, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yes, it's, it's a good thing. Like athletic achievements or eating healthy or whatever it may be. But like, are those the end, like, are you looking to those things as being fulfilling ultimately, or are they just wonderful gifts from God that you can utilize actually as to help other people? So, you know, just rerouting ourselves in the truth of, okay, what, what does a Christian life look like? And I think a lot of times, like, as you mentioned, it's a lot simpler than we make it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like this huge complicated thing. Yeah. Um, we come in contact with people every single day and how are we pos positively impacting them or serving them and actually impacting eternity and maybe uh, planting seeds that we aren't going to see come to fruition, but we may yeah. be the planter. Someone else yeah. might water it, you know? So yep. thinking about that a whole process of like, okay, it doesn't have to be like these big grandiose things. Like it might even just be yeah. a walk with a friend or serving at your church or encouraging someone that needs encouragement. And you don't yeah. know where God's calling you to be, but like wherever you are, he has purpose and where he's, where he's guiding you and directing you. Yeah. Amen to that. I love that so very true it is it is more simple you know and and some people it's not as simple some people have like huge ministries and things like that which is great and you know everyone's calling is so different but like the impact is just as important whether it's you witnessing to two people or 200 people like so i i hope that no one gets discouraged and like oh like i see I don't know, whoever. And they're like, I want to be just like them. But it's like, what's the calling that God has for you? And sometimes it's just like in your small community and the people that you're around every single day. And like, you know, how can I reflect Christ in my day-to-day -day life with the people that I interact with every single day who may not be believers? And I think that is yeah. very, very impactful um, for sure. So the last question that I want to jump into my very favorite topic <laughs> is, um, how should Christians view politics and what should our attitude be towards, um, you know, just people who have different political views than us. And there was a great quote when I was, um, kind of just taking notes and stuff the other day. And, and it said, 
politics is merely a method God uses to accomplish his will. Even though mm. evil men abuse their political power, meaning it for evil, God means it for good. And I mm. loved this quote. I wrote it down twice. Um, I wrote it down in my journal and then I wrote it on my little notes um, on my phone. And I think the biggest thing for me is just remembering, because I have to constantly remind myself of this, because I, I can get super frustrated with like politicians when it seems like people can just do evil and then nothing is happening to them. Like I like it's a I feel like I have like a righteous anger when it comes to like those things, because it really makes me upset. But then remind myself, like, God wins in the end. And he already knew that all of this stuff was going to happen. All of this crap is going to happen. But he still uses it for his good. And he still works it into his plan because he's God. And, you know, and then also remind myself that God's law is above man's law. When I'm honoring God and I'm following his commandments, I'm going to be in line with, you know, with being a good citizen and all those things. Because that is very important, whether who cares who's in office, it, it, like we still need to honor God in everything that we do. And, um, you know, I just, I feel like I always have to remind myself that like a politician is not going, going to save you, you know, yes, things may be more expensive or this or that, but you know, that's not what ultimately matters is like, who is, who do we ultimately serve? And that's God and God alone. And just keeping that in the back of my mind of like my political views need to, um, they only align with the Bible and what God says. And that's how I, you know, vote or this or that. So, um, or how I view like certain topics for sure. Um, I want to make sure that it's Bible and then my politics and you know, that that's very important. important for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is a tendency to either get so hyper-focused on politics to where you're actually you're putting a party above above God's word or yeah. be so just ignorant of what's going on that you're like, oh, all politics are evil. Well, politics yeah. in themselves is how our government works. Like it's how yeah. things work. So like politics like isn't everything you do. <laughs> right. No, it so, really is. You know, like, yeah, like if you look at the definition of politics, it's not like just electing Republicans and Democrats and you know yeah. whatever that we associate the word politics with, but it truly is like how things work. And yeah. the law keeps like the law has a purpose. And without law, our society would be a complete disaster. And so it's how are we the rules and the the guidelines of our country how things work, like, are we truly setting our, our country up for success with the people that we're electing? And we really have to reflect upon that and think about it because we as citizens have a responsibility, um, especially as Christians, we know what God says in the word is best and how a society functions best. And how are we allowing that to inform how we vote essentially? Or if you run for an office or if you're on a school board or if you're on an executive committee or something, that's a part of politics. I mean, that's how things work. And so when we think about that, we should be wanting to protect our children and we should be yeah. wanting to have laws that are firm to keep evil at bay. And that's, yeah. that is it so important for um, the healthy functioning of a society is to have consequences for 
you know, murder and for all of the right. stealing and all these different things to where we've seen a lot of issues actually stem from a lack of firm um, right. uh, rules and laws in our society where a lot of these criminals are just running on the streets because we don't have firm um, boundaries when it comes to consequences yeah. for these acts, these acts of violence or these rapists yeah. and murders, or, you know, get out. Anyways, we could go on and on about that, but like the law is not bad. And so I think a lot yeah. of times people are very, um, you know, just may not even understand how a society yeah. works kind of off and, oh, politics, like just let mm-hmm. me live my life. Actually mm-hmm. politics is part of everything. And yeah. so the word politics in itself is not like Republican versus Democrat. It's how a yeah. society functions and works. And the beautiful thing about the United States of America is that we were founded with biblical principles as a part of the foundation of our original, like the founding fathers that was part of the original um, right. uh, fabric of our country and, and yeah. that each person has value. And so, okay, each person has value. Are we protecting the most vulnerable, which right mm-hmm. now that the the most vulnerable are unborn babies that are being yeah. murdered at tremendous rates. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about okay, where is it that we're not living up to the truth of God's word? And the truth of God's word says that each person has value. So thinking about that too, and and thinking about how are we protecting the vulnerable and you know widows and orphans, and um, how can we positively impact the systems of our country in order to protect the most vulnerable and not give special treatment to the most powerful, which tends to be how things play out. And it's on both sides. It's not one side or the other. Um, You know what I mean? So uh, the government should not be a bureaucracy of just people who tell all the citizens what to do. We are the people. And so how are we going to actually vote in a way that's aligned with God's word and, and make a difference for um, how our how our country is set up and protecting the most vulnerable? And I think a lot of times we forget yeah. that these policies and these laws um, are important because if we are if we have leaders who are evil and who are not god's authority and under god's law they want power money and they don't care who gets in their way they no. will murder they will kill they will i mean it's all three people are, are inherently evil and so if someone is evil making laws then it's going to affect the most vulnerable and so we just have to remember that that it is important and um how we live our lives and also how we vote yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, like, as Christians, we have, like, a tendency to avoid, like, those types of, like, realms, like, the political realm and things like that. And I've definitely seen a tremendous, like, surge of really God-fearing people who are, like, standing up against the things that are happening. And I think as a nation, we've walked so far away from our foundation, which was in Christ and in the Bible. And there are repercussions for that. Everything that we do, there's going to be repercussions for it, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, it's just like, and we had a whole show on, like, speaking truth and love and and not trying to tear someone down or one-up someone 
with like being right, whatever. Like there's, I think there's a lot of gray areas in politics, but there's just certain things that are very, very black and white. And like how you mentioned is like protecting the most vulnerable. And that is, it's so true. It's like, you know, abortion is a huge problem, um, not just in America, but like worldwide. And, you know, people think that that's like a righteous thing to do. And I'm like, no, like the Lord literally creates and designs and every single person is so, so important. And, you know, and there's, there's so many issues going on. And I think for, for us as Christians, like we do have to speak out against things that are blatant black and white wrong. And I, I don't think that we should fear the repercussions because we are told that we're going to be hated and we're going to be persecuted. Yeah. It's something that is a guarantee as a Christian and, and you should embrace that and actually be, you know, be happy about it because you know that you're standing up for God's truth and you are fighting for that truth. That is the most important thing that we can, um, that we can stand up against. And, you know, I, I think just going back to like the main thing of like, God wins in the end, his, his purpose, his, his plan will always play out. No man, no politician, no one can get in the way of that. And, and that is just like such a great reminder sometimes when I'm just like, you know, I, I watch a lot of news and I'll turn on the news. I'm like, really, this is happening. Like, and I'm like pissed, you know? And, and I'm like, you know what, God, you're going to use this for your good somehow. I don't know how, because I'm not God. And I have no idea how this is going to work out, but like, you know, God is just, he's a God of order and these things will work themselves out. And in the end, like this world is temporary. We don't, we're not going to be here for forever. We get to have new bodies, new heaven, new earth. Like it's going to be amazing. And, you know, and we can just live how God calls us to live while we're here on earth. And, you know, we don't know, maybe it's going to be another 2000 years before the Lord returns. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't, we really don't know, but it's like, live out God's truth, know the Bible, learn the Bible, raise a family who loves God Mm -hmm. and, and can share the gospel. And those are really the only things Mm -hmm. that matter in, in life. And, um, you know, have a community around you, um, that helps you and holds you accountable. And those are like, those are the biggest things It is it can be just so simple. And, um, yeah. yeah, And I, I hope that's encouraging because I know there's just a lot going on like in the world and it's, it's tough sometimes, um, you know, to stay on that positive note. Um, and just remind yourself, like, we're not God. He's in control. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's good. <laughs> like, you know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Good note to end on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, thanks well, everyone uh, for listening and we'll be back soon with another episode. We hope you enjoyed and, uh, have a great week. Bye guys. <laughs>